I'm Lainey, and I'm Laura and we are Steel Magnolias, two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Well, we are celebrating today. Laura Beth and her husband Philip were the big winners on Wheel of Fortune, do, and do, we can do, finally do. talk about your winning. <laughs> That's right. Oh my goodness, I am we, over the moon. We, Tell me all the details. We had such a blast. We got to watch the episode from Sweethearts Week live with a bunch of friends and family. Yes, and we had been tight-lipped as we had been asked to be about legally. Any, any <laughs> yes, the legal department would be very happy with us. We were tight-lipped and had not told a soul about anything that had happened. We'd had a couple of friends try different ways oh, and yeah. angles. Maybe in one of the main ones. Getting some information out of us. But we also just knew it was going to be so much more fun to see it unravel. Yes. I and have to tell you, you were an b- even bigger winner than I thought. I, I was kind of thinking. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, okay, they wouldn't have a viewing party if they totally bombed. Sure. Yeah. So they've or done if, decent. Yeah. Or if they did, it'd be, you know, close friends and family right. come over in my right. living room and watch it. So yeah. I already was thinking, okay, good. But I didn't think you made it to the bonus round. Really? For some okay. reason. Not that I don't think you're that good, because yeah. I definitely thought that. I just was thinking like, oh, I bet they did pretty good. And hey, you guys killed it. We had the favor <laughs> of the Lord. Yeah. And we acknowledged it was that. That it was... No, I mean, we did practice. We did everything that we knew to do in our own natural strength. And by the way, it looked like you were absolutely having a blast the whole time. Yeah. Which made it even better. Well, I I just figured the more I smile, the more, or hopefully the less nervous I'm going to look. Yeah, yeah. But we were very, very nervous. Okay. Just... I mean, well, there, there was great. really no way to get you around it. You made Franklin it. proud. Well, thank you. I have been ambushed with texts, <laughs> but also some questions that I think are really good questions of okay. people that kind of want to know now some behind the scenes information that now I'm able to talk about and yeah, share. Yeah. So I'm just give gonna, us the insight. I'm going to give some brief uh, answers to questions of some of the repeats I've had this week. So, um, no prizes of any kind, cash, car gift cards, trips of any kind, nothing you win is yours for about six months okay. to, from your You're air You're not date. driving the car out. You do not walk <laughs> out with a check from Wheel of Fortune. You don't drive your Jaguar <laughs> off of the Sony lot. Um, yeah. So they give you, you know, some paperwork, obviously acknowledging everything you've won. And this is, of course, all taxed. Yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. 7% is the state tax for California, where Wheel of Fortune is taped. So that gets taken off the top. If you um, win cash, they're going to automatically take that out of your gotcha. earnings. I guess if you didn't win any cash, and maybe you only won a trip or some other prize that you weren't having cash sent to you, they would maybe send you some sort of invoice. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how that, that works work. if they don't have money to take out. But all earnings are reported as income. Yeah. So whatever your prize value is, and it's the suggested retail value, yeah. not necessarily fair market value. Yeah. All of that is uh, taxed and should be reported on your income taxes. You cannot take cash 
for prizes. So there's no cash equivalent to a trip. Gotcha. So yeah. Even for a lesser value. I did kind of think that would be an option. I don't Uh know why I thought, oh, if you don't want to take the $10,000 trip, maybe they give you the option for 5,000 in cash. Yeah. But that's not how it works because these are all sponsored. Sure. As well. So you have one year from your air date to take any trips. So my husband and I happen to have won two trips. Two trips. So we have this one year. year to take both of those trips. You can forfeit a trip if you don't want to pay. Lord the, no! If you don't want to pay the it's taxes, my favorite thing to spend money on. Or you know, if, the, if for some reason you just can't go, you don't have to go. You can yeah. forfeit the trip, but you have to tell them pretty quickly. I think about forty-five days. Wow! Okay. After your air date, yeah, no transfers. So it's not no like you transfers. Can say, oh. Can't give it away. Can't sell it. Yeah. And same for a car. Um, you've got probably, I think it's kind of limited in terms of like your color selection of whatever the car is that you, you won, but they work with a local dealership. So they're not shipping cars from From California. California. Okay. And I think those come, I don't know, about the same time, six months out, I think is, is about that. But those were some of the immediate questions I got. Everybody's wondering how that works. We didn't win a car, but I did get questions about cars, but, and people were very curious about how the trips work. So where are you going? So we are going to, uh, Switzerland, Austria and Bavaria. That's a 10 day trip through Colette. Yes. And then we also have a trip to Hawaii. Wow. So, the big island. It's going to be wonderful. I I was so over the moon for you slash teeny bit envious of the Switzerland-Austria trip. That's that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. That's your, not your bread and butter, but that's your, yeah. That's my. Your sweet spot. One of my desires. Europe. that'll. Europe has a place in your heart for sure. But you're going to Ireland later this year. so soon. We'll have lots of family coverage yes. in Europe this year. Yes. Well, thanks for indulging me. Yes. We had a blast and I have been so excited that a few people have actually heard about our podcast From because of Willie Fortune. So I'm very grateful yeah. for the chance. And we actually, my husband and I are going to be featured on one of the Wheel of Fortune blogs this week. So I'll get to share even more That's in that so format cool. about some, some of the special prizes and puzzles and just different events that happened. How sweet Vanna was to you. She was so kind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I can't say enough nice things about her. So we got a great show today. Yes. We're excited. We're talking Gone with the Wind. We're talking manners. We're talking chivalry. We're talking resourcefulness. It's going to be great. And I think that we will have probably topics that will come out of this that may even spur on Future episodes. Future episodes. That's, yeah. So we've uh, got a cocktail here. We do. Part of celebrating, um, I came across, I wasn't planning on making a cocktail, but when I, you know, find a fun recipe, I sometimes just can't help myself. I know. So this is a Scarlet O'Hara. All right. Enough. The recipe comes from a restaurant in New Orleans that we've actually mentioned before called Brennan's. That's right. We have. And so the Scarlet O'Hara is Southern Comfort. Okay. Also a New Orleans product. Sure. Um, Cranberry juice and lime juice. All right. Gone with the Wind is celebrating the 80th anniversary this year of its release in theaters, which would have been 1939. Wow. And, of course, based on the book by Margaret Mitchell. Atlanta resident. Yep. And And I always equate that time frame with even when this house was built. It was about the same time. So We're in a historic home of Laney's that we record each week. And 
it does seem fitting to record this podcast in a place that's been preserved. Yeah. And that's one of the things, of course, that we, we love and hope for. Yep. Gone with the Wind was set in Atlanta, and it was during the American Civil War and Reconstruction right. era. So, of course, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of this film. But I would guess very few people have gone committed four hours to the, max, to the theater to the theater <laughs> to sit and watch this for four hours because it is a commitment it is but you know it was um it was important because the main theme of gone with the wind is that of survival in times during which you know traditions and ways of life and thinking even love and understanding um they were all being put to the test and as, tell about even the name yeah i mean gone gone with the wind itself is a phrase that scarlett o'hara the main the main actor the main lead character you know she's wondering to herself if her home on a plantation called terra is still standing or if it had gone with the wind which had swept through Georgia. Mm-hmm. So in a general sense, the title is a metaphor for the demise of a way of life the in the South, South prior yeah. to the Civil War. That's right. And Tara is the name of the plantation in the film, so not a character name. <laughs> that's where she lived. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a fictional plantation. Right. I think a lot of people think they... They want to go visit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would be, of course, set in the state of Georgia. Um, you know, it's... What else would I say about it? It's and there's another plantation in the movie. Were you going to talk about that one? Oh, Twelve yeah. Oaks Twelve is Oaks. another plantation that she goes to, and it's referenced. And yeah, I had read actually that Twelve Oaks is a you know in the novel it's the neighboring plantation, and of course in the movie as well. But it's now the name of many businesses and a high school stadium in nearby so Lovejoy, Georgia. Okay, so and there is a Road to Terra Museum. Okay. That is in Jonesboro, Georgia, which I think is about 30 minutes south on 75. Three, okay. You know, go past Atlanta. Okay. Um, that's a place you could visit. Margaret Mitchell's house is a place you could visit, but there's not an actual Terra to visit. Yeah. And a good bit of this film, I think, was even filmed in Hollywood, right? Like in Yes. Studio yeah. I think a lot of people have that confusion um, in terms of where, where it was actually shot. And it was shot... At Selznick International Studios, which okay. is in Hollywood. Um, and funny enough, that studio did not have a very long run okay. of existence. Okay. But it had gone with the wind. Wow. So, of course, it has a, a name in and Hollywood. And I even wanted to mention, in 1939... Um, that was considered a huge year for movies. Like some even say that was one of the best years ever in filmmaking. That's so interesting. So think about how far we've come, you know, with technology, but still that that would be referenced as one of the best years in filmmaking. You had Wizard of Oz. Oh. You had Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh my goodness. Gone with the Wind. I think Weathering Heights. Okay. Um, maybe anyway, there were several that were epic movies That's interesting. all in that year. So, you know, yeah. when you think about only one can win best picture and it went to gone with the wind, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's just interesting when there's a year where there's so much. Yeah. Well, there was a lot that stood out in the film cause I recently watched it yeah. to prepare yeah. for today. And I didn't get to watch it in a theater, as I mentioned. I watched it within the year. Like, I can't say it's crazy fresh, but within the year I've seen it. Well, first and foremost, I think it's interesting. It's rated G. Yeah. 
And it's a love story yeah. in many regards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's much more than a love story. And they touch some serious subjects. But it is rated G. And so look, there yeah. is hardly any film that you could go see today that's right. not a cartoon. Right. That's rated G. And it may even, yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Myself and my uh, intolerance to some of the R-rated mm-hmm. films that, you know, I feel like ambush us constantly. I just so appreciated Mm -hmm. a film Mm -hmm. that's going to be a drama Mm -hmm. and it's rated G. So that was, and don't you think that they could touch on every subject difficult, like even, I mean, I'm just going to say even like the sexual subjects were absolutely absolutely addressed and you knew more of the story without them having to show you. Exactly. You knew what had had happened. Yeah. I won't, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but yes, of course, with any love story, there are, Topics and elements to it. And heat. I thought there was some great heat in it. Yeah. Like. That we don't need to be spoon fed. Right. Yeah. So that's just a personal sort of passion of mine to be able to watch a clean film. Yeah. You know, it's, it's highly dramatic. Yeah. The the dialogue. I mean, I intentionally chose not to watch this with my husband just because I thought, I don't think he's, he's actually seen it, but I was like, he's not going to sit here. I don't want any, you know, eye rolling or anything. Yeah. It's a chick flick. I think. Do you? Yeah. Because I don't necessarily. Because of the drama. But I was thinking I kind of wanted to watch it with you, but Mm -hmm. then I thought, no, I have so many opinions of what I love (laughs) and what I don't like in it that I can't sit there and not express it. You would want to pause and talk or or just, you know, mention here comes your favorite part or make sure you don't miss this this conversation. Speaking of quotes, lots of lines come from this movie, right? I mean, we don't have to go into all of them, but there's some funny ones that. Some epic ones. I want to mention a few towards, at some point okay. in our discussion, okay. um, that aren't necessarily that most epic ones. That Just were ones. some of my favorites. Well, go ahead. Tell me some. You want maybe. me to now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's a, quite a few that are epic yeah. that I, I won't touch. Yeah. Um, I love a couple of the scenes early on of her with her father. Yes. Her talking to her father. Um, one thing that I think is an important theme in the movie, which... You know, sorry if I'm getting into no, what you're, you're going to talk about yeah. later. Is the importance for someone Irish in particular, but really I think any place you come from, this can be important. The importance of land. Land The importance ownership. of yep. tending the land, caring for the land, maintaining the land. Owning. And so, ownership. Owning, owning yes. the land. Yes. So I love when her father, Gerald O'Hara, says... Do you mean to tell me, Katie Scarlett O'Hara, that Tara, that land doesn't mean anything to you? Why, land is the only thing in the world worth working for, worth fighting for, worth dying for, because it's the only thing that lasts. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, I don't believe that that's the only thing that lasts. There's other things that I think are worth fighting for and dying for, but that's a great Do you think people still think that? I do. Okay. I do. Um... My one of my best friends, Leslie, yes. is Filipino. Yes, and she told me her grandmother instilled that in her. That that's, that's cool. The only thing that you know, land ownership is the high, high thing, high priority. And so she's still that's very instilled in her. Yeah. I think. Uh, in fact, I want to go ahead and say this, and I'll touch it more later. There's a lot of things in this movie that translate to the entire world. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter your... That's true. Your um, 
financial background, the themes is what I'm saying. Yeah. Translate. And I'll go into that more later, but I would just say, I know for some of the black community, this movie is hard. Yes. And I don't want to not touch that. That's true. Thank you. Because it is a very real thing. But I think black and white in this movie are very caricatured. Yeah, like, stereotyped very, to the max. To the max. Yes. So while I would probably find offense in um, if my skin color was black, that Hattie McDaniel's character and and Prissy, those two characters, Mammy and Prissy, even the names are True. so caricatured. Yes. But to me, so is Scarlet. She is. Yeah. And so is even Rhett. And yeah. And I would even say Melanie. Like there's. Things that are very caricatured yeah. about everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So is that I would, fair? <laughs> absolutely. And I would say, even the dialogue, like the scripting that was written out for the black characters, just fed into that even more. Sure. I actually one of the reasons I think this is the best, the I, or that I think the best format to see this is on the big screen isn't just because of the colors. And the cinematography, mm-hmm. but the sound. The sound is very up and down if you're watching it okay. at home. Okay. The music, you know, pipes in. Yeah. Some of the characters. Harder to With their accents understand. are really hard to understand. So I was constantly going up and down yeah, with the volume. Her dad's got that thick Irish. I'm yeah. Sure like, huh? <laughs> Prissy was very hard for yeah. me to understand. So yet again, another good reason that this needs to be seen in the theater where you've got like the most optimal sound. (laughs) Yeah. I know some of our friends and family have great sound systems. Still, I think if you, you know, see it in the theater format, it's only going to help with that. Um, Another quote I love, actually same scene. She's talking with her dad and she's sharing her heart, how she's in love with Ashley. And he's saying, you know, she's going to, he's going to be getting engaged. Tomorrow night or tonight, I right. can't remember exactly. But at the barbecue, and she's losing her mind. She is. I don't. I mean, some of this will be spoilers. Yeah, but um, not anything too major. But I love this line that her dad says to her. Um, he says, "What difference does it make who you marry, as long as he's southern and he thinks like you?" That's right. I, <laughs> I thought that was so. Funny. I caught that because you mentioned that to me before, and I was like, "That is a great line." It's such a funny line to me. I love that. Um, There's some truth in that, though. I mean, not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to marry a Southerner, but... If he doesn't think like you, you may think it's cute for a while, but are you going to raise children with this person? Are you going to... Like-mindedness is very important. Yeah. Deal with family situations with this person. You do need to... And yeah, that's a very big deal. Maybe that's why I'm still single. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You want me to keep going with quotes? I I do. a few more. Um... Oh, my goodness. How much do I love this? Rhett Butler says to her, open your eyes and look at me. No, I don't think I will kiss you, although you need kissing badly. That's what's wrong with you. You should be kissed often and by someone who knows how. Yeah, that's, that's a good line. A great line. See, this is, that, those are the lines, though, that I'm like, this is a chick flick. Like, you yeah. got to watch this with some girls yeah. that can appreciate That's true. those That's sorts true. of lines. That's true. That sort of dialogue. But I think dudes get, I mean, there's a lot of things in this for them, too. Well, sure. I mean, the crux of it is 
a war that's happening. Yeah. You're not getting to see a ton of war scenes. Yeah. You're getting some. Yeah. But, it, you know, there's not epic battle scene you're after battle scene. some of the early stirrings yeah. and some of, yeah. yeah. You're mostly the seeing the repercussions the of the of war. Yeah. yeah. Which let us not forget those. We've not lived through one. Right. Like, you know. Right. I do wonder what that would be like for some of the... Young, even younger than us population that has had such favor in life. Sure. Ease in life. I caught that the Battle of Franklin is mentioned. It is. And when I've seen it in the Franklin Theater, they cheered. Do they that. really? Like, that's kind of cute. So we record it's... here in Franklin and the Battle of Franklin that was fought on November 30th, 1864. Yeah. Was a very bloody battle here. And there is a, a mention a of the Battle of yeah, Franklin that's in cool. the film. I loved, loved, loved the the defined roles of men and women. Yeah. Yep. I mean, big time. In fact, that's one of the things that I have heard translates to certain places where this book and movie are really popular, like Japan. It's really, really big in Japan. Okay. So, and apparently that's one of the reasons. They like that gender role clarity and the, you know, extreme feminism. Yeah. In the female characters. Yeah. So, the, just interesting. Probably one of the most interesting scenes to me, and again, I, I don't want to divulge too much into a, a film review, but there is a scene where a very large party has happened. It's a barbecue. So, it's a daytime you know, picnic type barbecue. No air conditioning, hot in the south. There's going to be <laughs> a, you know evening party as well at this plantation where this is happening. So everybody's staying there. You know, you're not going to go home, right. change your clothes, Live come back away. or whatever. So after the barbecue, the men are in one room talking war. The women, you know, undress down to their petticoats and are upstairs getting fanned while they nap. I was cracking up. I was like, is this, is this, it just was so one of those funny. scenes where I was like, the so women funny. are upstairs resting, and they're, they're, like, forced to rest. Like, Scarlett doesn't want to rest. Of course, she's wanting to be downstairs talking to all the men. Right, flirting. She's so feisty. But is that... There's another quote that I think is hilarious. I don't remember if it's that same, but where she says, War, war, war. This war talk's spoiling all the fun at every party this spring. <laughs> I get so bored, I could scream. She's so sassy. So yeah, she's caricatured, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, there is, I wanted to mention a Margaret Mitchell Museum mm-hmm. that is um, just outside of Atlanta. Is oh, it's right? right in. No, it's in Atlanta. Midtown okay. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. It's where she lived between 1925 and 1932. And the rooms, so this is where she lived. Uh-huh. So the rooms are on display. There's displays of photographs of Mitchell and there's actually a half hour uh, guided tour. Tour, okay. I have been there, but it's not super memorable to me. I don't, it's been a long time ago. Yeah, so, so apparently it walks you through her childhood and how she even got into to journalism. So yeah, that would neat. be interesting yeah. as well to go see the place where all of this first transpired. Yeah, that's that's quite an undertaking of a book and, and movie. Right. Yeah, so Scarlett went on to win the Oscar. And Hattie McDaniel was the first first ever. First black Oscar winner, which I love that. And I just wanted to mention, I have not read this, so I'm not endorsing this. I just wanted to mention to any 
um, buddy who would find this interesting, that there was a parody that was written. I want to say it was in like 2000, 2001. Okay. I didn't realize it was even that recent. That was called The Wind Ungone. And it was mm-hmm. kind of a, let's take the same story and tell it from the black perspective. Um, so... If that's of interest, check it out. I have not read it. I, I um, looked to see if it was on audio, on audiobook, just because yeah. I thought I would listen to it before this to sure. give more, and it was not. So okay. it, you'd have to actually read it. But um, just to be fair, I wanted to no, mention that's that good. as well. And, you know, Hattie McDaniel, what a classy stand-up lady. Like, could not even attend the premiere. Because that's of Jim Crow segregation. Unbelievable to think, like... Yeah. So we've come a long way. I'm not saying we've come a full the full way, but we've come a long way. And uh, it's just, you know, class act to... Mm-hmm. We were even reading about she still endorsed Rhett Butler to go. Like he was saying, oh, well, but then maybe I won't go. The Rhett yeah. Butler character, yeah. Clark, Clark Gable. Gable. Um, you know, just, but, you know, Yeah, she wanted he wanted to, to boycott because she wasn't allowed to go, and she encouraged him to go. Yeah. So she did get to... Attend um, the Hollywood release of some okay. kind, but and that clearly w- the Oscars because she won, right? So, but the premiere in Atlanta, I'm yeah. sure, was a very, a big, very deal. big deal. So, anyway, we have come a long way. We yeah. have a lot, lot, lot more of a way to go. But this is definitely an interesting film to draw from. What, yeah. what have we learned? What, what sorts of themes are still? relevant today and we want to hold on to the good parts that's we part do. of what we do this podcast for is to preserve the good parts right. of the south and right so while there's things that we don't that we wish we didn't have in our history there's a lot of things that are good that we do want to hold on to that's so, true so, and some of these themes are those very things do we want to talk about manners or do you want to did you have any other gone with the wind thoughts um i think that was most of my gone with the wind thoughts um yeah Okay. Well, manners, chivalry, and resourcefulness, while not mentioned in any of the technical reviews of the film, are certainly ones that we We pulled out of the the film and ones that we thought were relevant to talk about today. So I threw the question out to a Southern Living (laughs) group that I'm a part of. Apropos the manners part. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I threw the question out to a group called There's No Excuse for Bad Manners. So what better fun. group to ask? And 75 comments later. Wow. <laughs> I just, just did this yesterday. My question really was, you know, what in terms of adults, what are the areas that you feel like adults need the most help for manners? With manners. Yeah. Can I start with just saying something about manners? Sure. I wanted to just say that there is a difference in manners and etiquette. That's true. There is a difference, and I believe manners always trump etiquette. Okay. And what I mean by that is I just have this example that I remember reading something similar one time, and it just really stuck with me. Bad etiquette is using your dinner fork on your salad. Bad manners is pointing out that someone used their dinner fork on their salad. That is good. Isn't that not, I mean. Yeah, manners have to do with the heart, I believe. Absolutely. And etiquette believes, or I believe is something you're taught. And it's, well, I think manners actually is, I believe manners is taught to some degree too. But the heart is absolutely key with 
all things kindness, all right. things. I think you can, it's easier to show good manners if you're just coming from a place of honor. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes right. even if you're trying to be honorable, you can still have bad etiquette. Right. <laughs> like when the two are know. married, it's even, right. you know, it's really great. You know, Audrey Hepburn like, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I just wanted to start with That's saying really that. good. It's like manners always trumps etiquette. Hopefully if you want to learn some proper etiquette, we could even talk about that or you can take classes on that. I, not that I know all of it, but I have really on my own learned some of it mm-hmm. um, because yeah. I wasn't shown step by step a lot of that stuff just because that wasn't part of our life. Yeah. You know, with yeah. which we didn't have a lot of meals that were lots of different utensil choices right. where we the would bread that. plate <laughs> and buttering our bread correctly. Yes. Which, yeah, I remember sharing a story with you one time where I was at a meal with a very wealthy, fancy family and hearing the grandmother shame the granddaughter because she buttered her bread wrong. She mm-hmm. literally said, you're never going to meet a man buttering your bread like that. Wow. And I just thought, wow. Yeah. That's terrible to yeah. be in a. Can you imagine setting up your online profile? Knows how to butter bread. Right. Right. Like that's there's the headlines. <laughs> so anyway, I, I just think manners always trumps etiquette. I just wanted to start that there. but so good. Well, one of the most prevalent themes that I saw in asking this question, and I think we all have a long way to go with this because it continues to emerge, is what's sitting here right next to both of us, the cell phone, the smartphone. This is getting out of control in terms of of how rude everyone is feeling Mm -hmm. around it. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It's invading everything. Yeah. It's wonderful in terms of the resources we have access to, the ease at which we can do things. Mm The connectedness in terms of being able to get a hold of people. Right. There, I mean, there's a lot of great, but time after time in in just going about your day, you we're all constantly meeting and running into people that are blocking us from doing our, you know, tasks by their disruptiveness on the phone. So it could be verbal. And I'm constantly like chin open, chin on the ground floored at some of the stuff people do. But it's also very addicting. So I find myself really fighting sometimes checking my phone or looking to see what that notification is that just came up, even in a conversation with a friend that I'm I'm really enjoying talking on it in public places. Yeah. Yeah. I don't loudly talk on it. I've seen that plenty of times and it's just difficult because for some reason that you know, conversation that someone's having on their phone seems to validate importance in terms of like them being able to put their hand up of I'm on the phone. Most important. I'll be with you in a second. Right, so you're second or third or fourth or fifth. Right. Uh, it's just a well, weird. Well, and then I'm sometimes amazed at the things people will talk about in public. Like I was in <laughs> TJ Maxx shopping and there was a woman on her phone talking about her therapy appointment. Oh, boy. On her phone. And I was kind of embarrassed uh, for her. Right. Of what she was sharing in my ear gay. Right. You know, so. That's odd. It's just, you know, I think people, like, think. They they forget you're not in a bubble. Right. You're not. Yes. We can all hear you. There's no invisibility cloak over you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. There's lots to talk about here. You know, I I don't know how we remedy it. Unless we just say the right way to, or the right side to err on is to put it away and 
have it tucked away. Yeah. More times than not in public, I'm talking in about. Public, and then, of right. course, your own family dynamics, that's also something that needs some working through. Because it's really bad manners, too, for spouses and friends, family, even in your own home to be... Right. If I've taken the time to have a meal with you, it's because I want to look at your eyeballs right. and catch up. Yeah. So if you're on your phone... Gosh, it's just so addicting which, and so difficult to yeah. break down. Yeah. You know, that brings so me we need, to we one of my favorite quotes, though. One of my favorite quotes is from a missionary named Jim Elliott, who was an amazing yeah. person. And he said that wherever you are, be all there. Mm-hmm. And that is engraved in me. I'm not saying I do it 100% of the time, but I, it is so in me that I just think like, sometimes I'll even say, hey, let me send this text real quick before yes. we get started. Because I'm about to put it up, right? you know, and right. be all here. <laughs> or there are instances where I think it's a good heads up to give somebody of, hey, I'm expecting a call from absolutely X, Y, or Z. So if that happens, I might have to step out for a second. I think that, I mean, yeah. you know, because oftentimes the cell phone is our only phone. So you right. may be waiting on a doctor's phone call. Right. And no and one's not. They're gonna not going to try that. your home phone That's and right. leave a voicemail there. If your child's sick and you need to keep it on, right? In case the school calls, I completely yeah. get it. And I'll just say this translates to the massage room. Oh boy, uh-huh. I'm sure. Um, I have that where I'm like, okay, fine, let's just leave it over here, and I'll hand it to you, and we'll right. see if it's the school. But it is sad to me if you can't turn it off for one hour. Yeah, and and receive a massage yeah. for one hour. Yeah. Because you're a therapist, massage therapist. Yeah, sorry. So. Yeah. So that... <laughs> For those um, new to the, the show. That's just an interesting thing where I think, like, of course there's circumstances where it's going to need to be on, but yeah. those should be fairly rare, I would think. Yeah. So I think we all have a lot, a long way to go with yeah. cell phone yeah. etiquette and manners. But I think number one, just being mindful. Mindful. Of that's it. huge. And that's right. trying to be kind to others and honor yeah. the space that you're in. And that you're walking into, right? That's going to help you. That's right. Navigate it, even I if know you don't mom know. and I have talked about. She, you know, works part time at Joanne's Fabric Store, and that she's had customers that she doesn't, you know, they're they're the next up to for her to cut their fabric, and they're on the phone just yes. a second, and she's just standing there like. How many I had are- several people mention that on this comment train of how many times they're. You know, don't get in line if yeah, you're, you're not now ready. Holding up the whole yeah. line and this employee, yeah. And it's saying none of y'all are valuable. Exactly. Whether or not that's even what your heart this, is. This that's call what <laughs> is the most important yeah. thing, not just for me, but now for you guys too, because you're having to prioritize to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So mindfulness. Yeah. So uh, that was a huge theme. And then the other theme that was very popular in terms of mentions was the RSVP. And oh, I will girl. say lack oh, thereof. My goodness. Yeah. If you've never hosted, maybe you haven't felt the pain of not knowing what your head count is. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, it is beyond rude, right? Yeah, it's beyond. I RSVP'd as I was typing this up to a wedding because I was thinking, I don't want them to. I just got it a couple of days yeah. ago, but I was like, I don't want them to wait on me. Yeah. I don't want them to be waiting on me. I'm- yeah, there's a lot that goes into planning an event. You're thinking, how many cars are we going to have to park? How much food am I going to need? How much? Whatever. There's lots of things. Um, so mindfulness and kindness towards that host or hostess is of utmost importance. Yeah. So my husband brought up an interesting point 
He did. <laughs> he thinks that the Facebook event option that many people use as a form of inviting online to their friends has only fed into this, this lack of commitment and this problem. Because many times your three options on a Facebook event are going, inter- go. interested, mm-hmm. and can't go. Well, of course you're interested. I would hope you're interested. You've been invited to a party. <laughs> so that just really is putting yourself down as interested, which is basically a maybe, does not help. That's that's It's actually worse. That's a no count. To me. Yeah. Because now I'm thinking, you know, well, then you, so you might strongly come. might or <laughs> tiny bit might. And then there can even be... Um, Cost like you know if there's tickets involved in this event, right? So I want to know. I really, you're on my first list, but if yes. you can't go, I do want another person to use it exactly or to come to my yeah shindig yeah. So yeah. mindfulness of maybe you know give yourself okay. I need to answer this in two days. I need to answer this in five days. But if they have a date on there and usually if it's good, a very formal affair, like a wedding or a shower, you know, there is a date RSVP by, mm-hmm. but that's when they probably have to give their head last count minute need to, to a caterer. I'm going to this grocery or yeah. I'm paying the caterer or yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this is a big deal. It is. You can so hear what it. do we do? What do we do about this lack of commitment? Do we well, just, I think all, again, I with think us. all things, manners and etiquette, mm-hmm. I think both come very much from, yes, you can learn it on your own, but we got to steer each other. Mm-hmm. Those particularly that we've been put mm-hmm. yeah. in some yeah. form or fashion over. Yeah. Obviously your children, but for me, I'm planning on, I mean, I already know some books on chivalry that I want to talk to Jacob about and read That's to my him. Son. Yeah. He's not my kid, but he's, you know, my nephew sure. and I want him to be, yeah. you know, godly and yeah. um, a man of integrity. And so I'm going to do my part in, yeah. in that. And then even the Lord has put other scenarios while I don't have my own children where I've spiritual parented some other. And so just helping them along with the things that yeah we need to steer children in that way. And I even think, you know, your friends that you're close enough to, obviously you don't want to offend those that are not close to you. But I, I do believe I need help sometimes of Larbeth saying like, Hey, I wouldn't say it that way. Mm-hmm. Or, right. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I am making it a point to not use the interested button unless it is a basically a citywide event. So if a main street festival is listed on a Facebook event, I might mark interested more. So I get a reminder. That's why I want. That's why I want that to be marked. But I know they're not going to. They're not counting how many food trucks to no. have if Philharbeth comes. No, they're not going <laughs> to know if I'm there or not. You know, and so I'm. I'm really trying to get away from that. That's and then, good. and also just the. I think the sooner the better. Just if you you usually know if you're a unavailable for an event or b if you just don't want to go. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the host would just rather you just go ahead and mark not coming. So can I go into that a little bit? Sure. Too? Again, with the 
be, you know, be, be where you are. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a no. If you're going to be on your phone and thinking about where you got to be in 30 minutes, I actually would rather you just, <laughs> I'm just in all honesty. Yeah. And I even remember, you know, reading about in etiquette books and things like that. Like when somebody invites you to a party or an event, Mm -hmm. it's because they want you, because they love you and want you there, but also expecting participation. Yes. So they didn't just invite you because they thought you were hungry and you might need (laughs) to have some food. They didn't just invite you because they thought you didn't have anything to do. Yeah. They invited you because they like you and they want your participation. So if you're going to go, that's, you need to participate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I just wanted to say that because I think, you know, we should take invitations as a very big honor. Yes. Yeah. They want me there to participate and and communicate with people. And if, if it's something like a shower and you only know one person, you should meet your host and hostess or sure. and you they, should try to engage with the, a few of the people that you don't know yeah. just because they honored you. And right. It's just a whole mindset shift, right? That's it's right. not a, I have to go to this. It's, I was picked to, to be on this guest list. That's right. I was chosen to be included in this group of people for this occasion. So that's, um, gosh, we're on a soapbox, aren't we? Well, and are you going to go into introductions? Because that's even a good place. So that's my personal pet peeve, but also one I'm really trying to sharpen myself on. Because, right? Just lead by oh example. My and there's so many scenarios in life. I really think we all need help with introductions, adult to adult. Mm hmm. I mean, this can work adult to kids too, because it really is just about honoring. But I countless times am at events or any occasion, and I don't know if it's just an assumption that I know you, you know me, or our host just forgot that we don't know each other, or our mutual friend forgot to introduce us, whatever. It's just an unsaid Uh of introductions, and it gets left undone, and it's such a missed opportunity. So... And there's even scenarios where you've been in the same room five times, but you've never met. Exactly. And so if there's an assumption that you have. Yes. Yeah. It, you might be in the room five more times. Exactly. And never meet. So I, you know, I love hearing my name. Other people love hearing, hearing their, their name. name. And so I think most important is when you're introducing, say the name of both people. Yeah. I have a workaround just in case you don't know one of the people's names. Okay. Yeah. Because that happens too. That happens and then too. It if makes you, if people you, just avoid it altogether. If you don't know it. either person's names, then you have no business introducing. True. That's true. <laughs> but if you only can remember one of the party's names, then you should say, uh, I'll, I'll use you as an example. If I know your name, Lainey, but I can't remember the Carol, other person's name. A, okay. Lainey, have you two met? That's what I say. Okay. Because now your name's been said, Lainey. Uh-huh. But I don't the, think we have. And most likely the unknown person's name offers their hand and says, I'm Hi, so-and-so. I'm, okay, yeah. Because see, I just kind of, I got the ball rolling by yeah. saying, Lainey, have you met so-and-so? So I've kicked it off by saying, basically inferring, we're sharing names here. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. 
So that's my workaround, um, just in case I, I can't remember one person's name. But I really like mentioning both people's names. And I love a line from Bridget Jones' diary. She was brilliant, Such of course. She says to introduce people with thoughtful details. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes that's hard to think about on the spot. But really, again, back it's to the kindness, honor. Just saying something. What do you think about that person? That like, might be a commonality mm-hmm. is really great. Mm-hmm. If there's no commonality, just something kind mm-hmm. about each of the people that you're introducing. So uh, sometimes that takes a little practice and that's okay. And that's good for you. It sharpens you. Right. Even in practicing that. Yeah. But yeah. What is a commonality? Or, so yeah. I, I think it makes people feel seen, Absolutely. appreciated. And known, which we all want to feel known. And I will say this. I actually really love seeing the surprised look on someone's face when I'm, if I'm introducing them and I'm saying something that they didn't know I even thought about them. Oh, that's so priceless. Yeah. When you're like, she led one of the best Bible studies I've ever done. Exactly. What? I didn't know. Maybe you've never even gotten to tell her that in person. Now you've actually just given her accolade in the presence of someone new. So. Anyway, that is something that I would love to see myself improve on and just sort of an increase in better introductions in general. Yeah. And I love connecting people. So that even is a fun thing where you can use that Mm -hmm. of like, oh, did you know you guys both love jazz music? You are great at that. You love jazz music? You know, that kind of thing. You are great at that. So, yeah. It's, yeah, we all need to improve on that. Good. What's next on the, I'm sure there's many. But. Well, yeah. I mean, just for time's sake, I won't, I won't go into too many appearances, wear your pajamas at home. That was mentioned, yeah. you know, uh, the sloppier. I tried to instill in you, in you pretty early because there's age difference here. Just, it's always better to be overdressed than underdressed. It gets you places. I'm sorry. I have tons of stories I could tell where I've ended up just because I was dressed at least, you know, better than most in the crowd. Right. Where it got me somewhere. Yeah. And I just think that's always a good air on the side of that. Yeah. They're, Not that I don't go out in sweatpants sometimes, but I can promise I've never been out in house shoes or any of that. <laughs> um, well, real quick before you move off of that, though, there was a quote and I read it in that, uh, what's it called? The Whiskey in a Teacup book that Reese Witherspoon uh-huh. wrote. Her, I think it was her grandmother, Dorothy, said how people dress, that was kind of what she was talking about, presenting yourself well is a way to show others you care about them. That's right. That's really It's so true. A different like, mindset. I cared about this event that you had. Yeah. Well, or even I care about, I care about who I'm seeing today, yeah, yeah. wherever that might yeah. be. So I'm definitely guilty of casual dress. Or I wouldn't say sweatpants level, but yeah. Or pajamas. I've never gone out in my pajamas, yeah, never. but <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's very important. Um, there's many things we could talk about, but really most of it all does come from the heart, mm-hmm. come from thinking about others being mindful of the situation you're in. Um, any other things? Did you want to go into any, I just was thinking even there's a few things to think of when you're staying in someone's home. I mean, oh. I can do it pretty quick, but I think that's a whole nother level of mindfulness. Yeah. If you're in somebody's home, you need to kind of try to do things 
to some degree to the way they do. Yeah, that's very true. Do they all leave their shoes at the front door? Whether or not you like that or not, that's that's true. kind of what they do. Then yeah. that's what you do. Um, if they all get up at 7 a.m., not saying you have to get up at 7 a.m., but it's awkward if you sleep till noon. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody else is, you know. Yeah. Just being that there, there again, yeah. just mindfulness, um, pitching in. And sometimes it's more, I think, I just want to say in, in regards to pitching in, um, it's more helpful to give a specific than just say, how can I help? Sometimes in the stress, they're just going to go, don't worry about it. I got it. Whereas if you say, can I set the table? Right. You offer up something. They might go, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, so even just trying to think what would be a good way to say this or. And that's probably, so you're probably going to offer something you feel comfortable doing right. too. So if you don't know how to set the table, can I walk the dog for you? Sure. Or something that yeah. you know you kind yeah. of are good at that's or a know great idea. what to do or something yeah. instead of just saying, how can I help? Yeah. I like that. That's great. And just, you know. In regards to that, we don't have to go into all of the things we've talked about, hostess gifts, thank yous, all that, but just mindfulness of the space you're in and that they may even need space. If you're staying with somebody for two or three days, um, Mm -hmm. maybe you plan a little shopping adventure or going on a hike or something on your own just to give them space to, you know, just little things like that. So just mindfulness of. That's really good. That's good. All things. Mindfulness of all things. So one of our listeners actually proposed, what about an adult cotillion? Can we just <laughs> get some sort of I organization? people would want to do it. Yeah. I don't know if they would or not. Maybe they think that ship has sailed. You can't teach a dog old tricks. Some people old do think that. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I've yeah. thought before of teaching classes to young girls just because right. I don't think there's a lot of that anymore. There's mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to think about an adult, right? Um, are we too prideful to ask for help in that regard? I don't I know. I can tell you if that's the case, I have learned majority of what I know on my own. It wasn't cause I, right. I was steered in that direction. It yeah. was mostly me looking into things looking myself things, cause yeah. I just didn't know and wanted to be better. Yeah. So you can seek it out. Yeah. But um, it's that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Basic manners and etiquette 101, how to be kind in the midst of strangers. That was her proposed uh, topic. Oh, so, I like it. Adult cotillion. Well, you know, a- again, we're always learning. Always right? learning. And there's a couple more topics. I know we're going a little longer today, but. Man, we wanted to talk about chivalry as well because it is so prevalent in Gone with the Wind and it's something our hearts desire so much. It's so attractive when you see chivalry in in action. action. I mean, I I honestly don't think there's anything sexier than that. Yeah. Is that okay to say that? Yeah. I don't think there's anything sexier than chivalry. Well, and I think we're thinking of chivalry way too small. It is so much more than a guy picking up the check after dinner and it's so much more than a guy opening up the door i mean i have while those things are precious and lovely that's i I wasn't even thinking that at all okay well i feel like that's (laughs) when i hear the word chivalry is around a door being open see chivalry's not dead things like that and i'm like that's where we're that's our putting our that's sad if that's stance on chivalry (laughs) okay it's just I, i feel like it's a deep down place 
in a man's heart to fight for things. Yes. Right? Fight for yep. the weak, fight for his family, fight for his home, fight for the land, his dreams, Abs- job. Yes. All of that. Yes. Just the... The things he... Yes. Not, not sometimes physically fight, but just the, yeah. the holding on to yeah. passions and seeing it all through. And that... Nothing makes a woman feel more honored than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a little example. Do you want me to share? That yeah. was just, I thought was really an interesting one. When I was in my um, later 20s, there was a group of us at a nightclub dancing. Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, there's often people who've had too much to drink. Sure. And so anyway, there was a situation where... Somebody was dancing, like, too inappropriately and close to me. Okay. And one of my guy friends said something to him. I didn't know. I mean, I saw that he said something to him. But it continued, and he had to, like, push him. Oh, gosh. And and not fight him or yeah. anything, but yeah. just, like, take control of yeah. the situation because you didn't hear me. Right. And I felt so honored. Yeah, I bet. You know? I bet. And that's just one small scenario. Right. But where... Um, there's kind of just a process of, no, I really do mean this, and I'm going to take the next step now. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, there's lots of scenarios in life, but I just remember that being really impactful where I thought, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked up the definition, and it's like the first reference for chivalry would have been in reference to a to knight. knight. Sure, yeah. So it said it's the courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. Yeah. I love that. Yes. That and that good. rises up in a man for what he holds dear, be that his wife, his friend, his, like you were saying, job, his dreams, mm-hmm. what he holds mm-hmm. dear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be a weak person. It, yeah. It can be much more than that. Yeah. Though it could be a cause where you're standing mm-hmm. up for the week. Yeah. And- yeah. But I thought that was interesting that it was even a courtesy. Because I think courtesy is really what we've narrowed it down to. That is so true. It's just being courteous. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. It is. And I believe that that is a deep God-given thing to a man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. there was several chivalrous men in Gone with the Wind yeah. in different sort of formats. But I even loved the scene. And again, it's been a while since I've seen it. But something was happening to Scarlet or... Mm-hmm. And one of their um, hired help, I mean, yeah. was yeah. He came to her him. rescue. I know. And I loved that. Yeah, that scene actually reminded me of another scene in Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Where a guy comes to help. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Stepped in and took action. Yeah. For the weak. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. Not that women are weak. There was just a weakness to the situation. So. Yeah. And so how precious that he considered, you know, hopefully that was mutual, that they felt like each other were family. Mm-hmm. I hope that was mm-hmm. the case. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I remember that saying as being yeah. like, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, they care for one another. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. That's good. Um, let's, do you have anything else about chivalry? Just. Other than we just love it? One of the, <laughs> well, one thing I, I just wanted to note is I do think that in, in the guy's defense, um, I think extreme feminism has played mm. into 
Totally agree. Um, what's happened to chivalry not being as prevalent um, because they're kind of scared to because mm-hmm. they've been told I can do it on my own. Yeah. Use like the extreme independent. Sure. Where now they're afraid to um, step up like they want to. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that, but um, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say chivalry is not dead. I just think it's less recognized and I think it's less encouraged. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's still there, though. Oh, yeah. I believe it's God-given, it so it's not going yeah, away. I think it needs some fanning. Yeah. Just like our manners discussion. I think That's we right. need to fan good manners into That's action. Right. That's right. And, you know, just even as a single woman, um, I am able to do most things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it's beneficial for me to do those things. Right. So, even just, you know, knowing just because I can doesn't mean that I want to sure even yeah you know so just we need each other yes there's not a (laughs) that i can't do it but we need each other so there's other things i would rather do you know to support my male friends and have them support me and i think it can be in a very healthy way well and i think that's one of the values i love about the south is that community is strong here i think people seek out relationships here in a different way yeah that they They recognize the need for each other. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, one of the most resourceful people I have ever met is our mom. Oh, my goodness, yes. So we have oftentimes cracked up at her saying, do you want to tell? Oh, because it so ties in. It's straight from Gone with the Wind. Actually, we're the ones who say it. That's true. We we describe But she says it every once in a while, and that is, I'll just wear the drapes. Yep. And what we mean by that is mom always surrenders her desires to helping us with ours. Right. And so that's just kind of a joking way of saying like, oh, I'll make what I need out of the drapes. Yeah. Just like Scarlett made her lovely dress because that's all she had. I'll make, so mom just says, I'll just wear the drapes. Or we'll say, oh, thanks, mom. You're just going to wear the drapes. Yeah. And since she can actually sew, it makes it sense. It makes even perfect sense. She, she actually could wear drapes That's for right. clothing. So we love to say that to her. So I have one example that is pretty recent. Of, I mean, there's lots of so examples many. of mom's resourcefulness, but I just felt like this one takes the cake. Can so. I even say that why she sews, what she told me one time, why she learned to sew? Yeah. Why? She said, I wanted to look beautiful and we mm. didn't have enough money mm. so I thought well if I can learn how to sew then I can make lovely things and so that's why she wow learned wow. to sew was so that she could look lovely wow that's without impressive. a lot of money yep so she she's brings lovely all around yeah. now yeah she does she's very very talented so Lainey went on a trip to China and this was just last year, two last years ago, year. last year. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you had some bug bites that you got oh my that were horrendous. Like just, I had an allergic reaction, yeah, which yeah. apparently happens sometimes when you're in a foreign land. So it's not like we're talking about a European vacation where you may have been able to get somebody to translate your need for some sort of help on the on your skin irritation. Yeah, I played there you're in China. The yeah, mm-hmm. so you're in China. You're having a very hard time. You're looking for maybe some sort of a salt scrub That's or what I was something for. to relieve and to the itching, to relieve the itching and to start the healing process. Mm-hmm. So you're having trouble, and 
you get in touch with mom and she says, well, if you can't find table or if you can't find salt scrub, why don't you use some table salt and make up your own mixture? I mean, brilliant. Who, who would think of this? Who thinks of making their own salt scrub in China that's right. out of the table salt? And it just absolutely was like, well, that's what you do Yeah, to mom. Yeah. You need salt? Go get some salt. So I did. And it, it was helpful, right? It was hugely helpful. So kudos to mom. She's always thinking like that. Like, she knows. And, and it, what I love about it is that it's so natural to her. She'll be just like... You know, well, why don't you just get a Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah and do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I've never even visualized that at all. Yeah. See, it's it's an innate characteristic. Mm -hmm. But I also think when you're around resourceful people, you it It is sort of contagious. You You see, see how they operate. And it, it is something that I can I do think can be taught. I have a funny story of something you and I've talked about before. What? Potential reality show. Do you remember this? So we were talking about the fact that we can look in the pantry or, you know, when we were children, you know, younger and, you know, we'd look in the pantry and mom, there's no food. When can we go to the grocery? Yeah. Mom could have fed us for two more weeks, three meals a day, two more weeks. I promise you. Good stuff too. Not just Very tasty meals. Right. But she sees a bag of potatoes and a bag of beans, and Mm -hmm. she sees that differently than you and I do. Yeah. Because she's had to. Yeah. So she thinks, oh, we've got that, and we've got that, and then I could add that in, and we look and go, we don't have this, this, and this, so we need to go go drive through. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so Larbeth and I were talking about there could, you know, be a reality show where who could make tasty meals for the longest with just what was in this pantry. Right. That's Hell's Kitchen is when you got nothing. Seriously. Because I thought about that show. I forget what it's called. The Baking. Great American Baking. No, there's one where they give you, here's the whatever. Here's the six ingredients. What yes, can you come up that's with? That's true. I don't remember what that was. I think that's is. kind of where this was birthed from. Where okay. we were talking about, yeah, but who could do it for two weeks? That's right. With what's in the pantry. With a regular old pantry, not gourmet foods. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, she is definitely resourceful. Scarlett O'Hara proves herself resourceful. And, you know, I I have a question is, do you think, we kind of touched this already, but in that movie, to me, some survive, some don't. Right. Do you think some people have more of a inherent survival mode than others? I do. I mean, you know, it doesn't always pan out if shots are being fired of you course know, of course but yeah i think absolutely. i mean i guess i'm thinking oh, more will to fight that's what i was will just gonna to. say the will to live drives even cancer right that's sometimes right. that's right i mean it can it can be a fighter like no other i, I think the will to live so and some call that gumption like you have the mm-hmm. gumption to mm-hmm. yeah push through and press on. And that's one of my favorite parts of this gone with the wind film. Yeah. It's just that she had that. And I don't agree that she should manipulate and do all of those things that she did, but yeah. Love that survival. Well, February 28th, March 3rd, March 17th and 18th are all the dates that the film gone with the wind will be in theaters nationwide. And we're excited because those last two dates were just added. So there's yep. there's demand for the film. They're selling tickets now. 
You can go to fathomevents.com to find the theater nearest you. And we enjoyed our time with you today. Obviously, it's a passion of ours because we went a little longer than normal, but we just wanted to make sure and share some thoughts and even acknowledge some of the comments that we've been getting on Facebook of some of you guys out there that have those same stirrings. So we hope you have a great week and catch us here next time.